What is up? This is Didi. Uh, welcome to the Disgruntled Docs podcast. And today with me, as usual, my ever handsome co-host. <laughs> as we were both crying listening to Joji earlier, Lance Corman. And we also have another LC admin. Woo! A very special guest, uh, Mr. Hollywood himself. <laughs> there it is. What's yeah, up, he's, baby? Uh, he's a admin nice. from back in the Facebook days before and before during, the dark days, <laughs> before before and during uh, our NCIS investigation. Based, yeah. I mean, before we got to shut down. I <laughs> mean, to be fair, if you're an OG page from like the Facebook days and you weren't investigating, were you really doing anything? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how many times that's come up on, <laughs> on a yeah, podcast. I'm just like, investigation. Oh, yeah. Remember that time when I got investigated? Yeah. Remember how I'm autistic and I keep repeating things? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember the fake email and fake name I had for my admin, like for like to the login. Because for the longest time, I had it linked to my regular one. And then I was like, after we start getting investigated, I was like, I need to change this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like people really don't understand like what is, I mean, it's, it was easier then than it is now because like I still have like a few burner accounts, I guess, on Facebook just so that way they don't shut me down. But like there was less verification process. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, back then you just you just create a like whatever throwaway email. You create a profile and then that's it. And now it's I, like I swear, I think my name was like John Smith, like as basic as it can be. <laughs> yeah, like Mine it's always still... like the dumbest thing. Mine is still Joe Smith. <laughs> Bro, mine's Juan Smith. <laughs> Smithereens. The Smitherinos. <laughs> no, not my heck. It's Smitherinos, bro. <laughs> yeah, I had a few of them. Like, and I, and I think it was when I joined DDE that the homies were like, bro, you need to make a burner account. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, what the hell is a burner account? <laughs> <laughs> and then finally i was like oh like a fake account i'm like okay 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 so then like i have like i had so many but like you know eventually how like you post things and things get shut down and then that profile gets shut and you're like okay cool 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 now i, I gotta get go passwords yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i have like so many emails the same passwords oh no, no, no i used to have the same passwords and then like you get into this weird like like we were talking about like a few seconds ago getting investigated and you're like i should change the passwords to everything and then you have to write everything down <laughs> keep you it in a notebook book? yeah <laughs> hey yo bro ride the rain you're riding the rain ride the rain why did i say water movie? you're riding the rain <laughs> so then you're just like okay i gotta write all this stuff down keep it somewhere safe and then it's in your closet somewhere like in a pocket uh <laughs> <laughs> Man, people don't understand. And one, it, it's harder now because you have to buy like throwaway phones and have like VPNs and use oh, Onion yeah. Tor. Fake, and... fake phone numbers to link to the account for verification. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake phone numbers too. Well, even now with like rolling for, I, I know this is more of like a ad kind of thing and actually spending money on Facebook or Meta or whatever you want to call it. Uh, 
it's they ask for so much more verification if you're going to be running certain things oh you need to verify that this is actually your real name and put your id and all this other stuff it's like bro i, I hate the antichrist so no i'm not going to do that uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why we haven't uh posted anything on facebook because they asked me for my id and mm-hmm. i was like there's no there's no way i'm gonna do that bro i still have one of my og burners that by some form of you know by divine intervention by god himself it, it's still it's still around and it has <laughs> not been flagged to the point that it, you know maybe after this episode it might be different Dude, our, Facebook hasn't, our, Facebook hasn't a, our Facebook hasn't had a post since October 1st of 2020. Oof. Yeah, that's when they started asking about, because that's when the election was happening or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we just want to verify that it's actually you or whatever. Yeah. And there's like no way that I was going to post my shit on there. Yeah, especially when you're still in, dude. Like, Yeah. Like somehow, like uh, I was able to link the accounts um i don't even know how bro because like it once we actually started like selling stuff through instagram and i don't even know how we even got approved (laughs) 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 like that's just a miracle itself uh i'm not allowed to sell on facebook but i'm allowed to sell instagram it's weird (laughs) yeah they're racist it's because i'm a part of the latinx community you know (laughs) (laughs) we we all are Uh, dude that's another funny thing is that like somebody said it i can't remember when or where but it's like why are almost all like corman meme pages mexican or latinos like (laughs) i think it's because i think it's because and this is probably off topic or whatever but i think it's because um i had a marine one time sent to me Obviously, I, everyone has a Lance Corporal Garcia, right? <laughs> he goes, he goes, Sanchez, he goes, like, yeah, he goes, uh, hey, Doc, is it just me? Or is there hella Mexicans in Echo? I looked around and I was like, now I've been in Echo for like eight months already. I'm like, damn, there is hella Mexicans. In Echo. <laughs> and, then, and then someone said, you know what it is? It's because you, they, when they got to the recruiter to get out of whatever fucking body they're from, you know? The recruiter was like, yeah, hey, dumbass, we got an 03X for you. He's like, I'll fuck it. I'll sign it. I'll get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like when everyone else who was smart was like, I can go be a technologist something and, you know, and have an actual career besides being a janitor after I get out, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's why there's a lot of Mexicans in, in, in the infantry, I think. And that's in general because, I mean, who runs the doc meme pages? Pogues don't. You know, you don't got air wing guys doing the Corman meme pages. It's only the infantry guys. And yeah. uh, Mexican too, you know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're smart enough to go Corman, but dumb enough to go Greenside. So it's, it's a total. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I, I mean that in the most loving way ever, because like I wouldn't trade my experience and all the boys for like anything. But like uh, when you're out, you're like, oh, dude, <laughs> what have I done? I dude, I love it. So I was so crazy. I was on yeah. my second. I was on my second Mew. And um, I'm up for orders, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and at 10 months out, you were allowed to do a special request. And there's some specific admin. I don't remember it, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's for back-to-back C-duty. And it, it's a C-duty incentive yeah. pay. It's S-D-I-P. And it was like 70 bucks a month. Nothing crazy. Like really, really little. But I was like an E4. So I was like, hell yeah, 70 bucks. Dude, that's more beer. You know, yeah. so I, I put in for it and I got denied. And I specifically wrote First Marine Division. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nope. And then for the next three months, I picked 15 billets, you know, five each month, a first Marine division. And in all three windows, I didn't get selected. And then what window, like, what or not window, but like month four or whatever, when you have four months left is when you get like your knees of the Navy orders. Yeah. I, fucking got, I got it. And I didn't even pick because it was already over. And then I'm over here emailing the detail. Like, hey, am I going to get this SDIP? Oh, no, no. You didn't select it. You got needs of the Navy. I'm like, bitch, what do you mean? I picked it 15 times. I was all pissed about the 70 bucks, dude. <laughs> hey, so, I, so. I did it uh, myself. I'm going to. 70 bucks is 70 uh, bucks, brother. I don't know. I don't know how it was back in the day, but right now is you have to pick it. You have to uh, apply for it 14 months out. Whoa. If you're a day over 14 months, they won't they'll reject it. And it's uh it depends on what rank you are, but it's about 750 a month. Oh man, dude. I all I know that I just know this because my shit got accepted. Oh, <laughs> oh you scumbag. And and I, already text you later to see where you're going. I'm well, gonna dox I, you I, and charge you seven hundred fifty. I take orders uh soon. But okay. I'm not gonna dox myself either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I texting. <laughs> yeah, I'll text you. Oh, dude, and I got. I wish the only time I've like came anywhere close to getting any kind of money is like CPA. And now I realize why so many people are evading Greenside, bro. That's CPA. Oh, it's bad, bro. I mean, I'm telling you. I mean, I, I it puts it in perspective on my last deployment mm-hmm. to, to the Middle East. I. I I was supposed to get out, but I extended to finish it. And uh, my wife goes, why do you want to do it? I'm like, because it's going to get so much money, dude. I'll go to the Middle East, get tax-free, get combat pay, blah, blah. And then she goes, well, how much is it? And I was telling her how much. And she goes, so like in six months, you're going to make like two grand, like in all the combat pays, you know, all when it adds up for like six, seven months. I was like, well, yeah. And she goes, that's nothing. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like that, it isn't. But it's a... <laughs> It feels like a lot in your life. It feels like a lot because you know because you're not spending any money, dude. Like, or or because you're poor. Like I know that sounds like like derogatory, <laughs> but <laughs> I, was, I was taking a swig of my drink that I was <laughs> like, okay, well, let me just <laughs> let me just kind of put a little context or perspective on that. <laughs> I'm laughing, dude. I'm <laughs> like, like I grew up in a family of like five. Single mother, you know, typical Mexican. Hey, dad's going to go get cigarettes. Uh, you know, okay, he'll he'll be back <laughs> next year. <laughs> so like, I I bounced like I lived in a garage. I've lived in a motel. I've lived like in in, in the worst of the worst. You know what I mean? Like low income apartments, like police in and out. So you're used to seeing it all, and you're just like, whatever, bro. So when you hear and you're like, oh, they're offering what? Huh? Oh, that sounds nice. And then other people are like, uh. Bro, are you brain dead over there? Like, what the hell's going on? Like, $75 to do what? <laughs> like, nah, man, I'm not freaking spray painting rocks for that much. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it looks like a win-win. And uh, you just kind of go, well, I'm already here, bro. Like, why not? I got nothing. I got nothing to lose right now. So, yeah, it, it seems it seems like a lot. And that's usually the trick kind of funny enough though but yeah. i've been there too and i'm just like bro just hey it's that bit of extra bit of money for my pocket you know it's funny too because i make all that like in one paycheck now like no problem you know what i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> think about well we're, we're, we're starting from the bottom <laughs> hey what you're you're a nurse now right 
Uh, I don't work as a nurse. I am an RN, but I don't I don't work as a nurse. I I do medical sales. So because uh, the money was better, so that's where I don't be at, bro. Yeah, I it's so weird because I basically wasted my time in college, but <laughs> but I mean I can't it helped me get my job. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have got the job if I wasn't an RN. I, yeah, it just it's a weird way out worked out. But my man is a shill for big pharma. <laughs> I, don't, I don't sell. Pills. I actually sell a device. Not to get too crazy into it, but I sell a device that um, does pain relief of um, of a full narcotic scale level pain relief without narcotics. Oh, and okay. I and I specifically got the job or picked this job because my position I applied for um, treats VA patients. So all, I only deal with VA. That's all I do, oh. and I I don't oh. love it. I get all these fucking these vets that have had back pain for twenty years, and I throw this device on them, and they're like holy fuck, I can go hike Mount Everest. I'm like, well, please don't, because you're going to hurt tomorrow when you do. <laughs> but okay. it, it, it's, it's cool, though. It's great. Yeah, you, you have to hit me up with it, dude. Like, I yeah, I have a, I have one at my house that I could, you know, I use for myself. It's my demo unit, but I can hook you up and put you to put it on you so you can feel it, dude. It's awesome. Well, we live, we live close to each other, so I can probably come over yeah. one day. Yeah. Now I feel all alone because I'm over here like, someone <laughs> could fix me too, bro. Like, <laughs> Hey, bro, if you, you go to the VA, man, I, 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 we have reps everywhere. You know what's fucked up is um, I'm credentialed to do um, acupuncture. But the base that I'm at right now and like the hospital that's like attached to us, they won't let me it. they won't let me do acupuncture. So I just do it like in my garage. <laughs> I was because this was over there doing it in the barracks. <laughs> No, I, I just do it. So, like, my, my seat. I thought, th- I thought they were doing it there when I was there. So, like, I'm credentialed to do uh, a regular acupuncture for, like, uh, it's called, like, Battlefield Pain Relief or uh, Battlefield Pain, some bullshit. And the only reason I got credentialed was because I didn't believe in it. And I was like, oh, this is bullshit. And then I did it, or somebody did it on me. And I was like, oh, this actually works. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like uh percentage wise like the, the people that see relief from acupuncture versus non-acupuncture it's like eight out of ten so like eight people out of ten people they get acupuncture or a regular uh, acupuncture they get like immediate relief of like pain or whatever so like i'm credentialed in doing that but because i got credentialed in japan they won't let me do it here. Oh, that's lame. Which is kind of fucking stupid because I got credentialed by a commander in the Navy. Like, he signed my shit off. You know what I mean? It's like, you should just let me do it. Bro, you, you can just throw a rock and hit any commander and then be like, yeah, yeah I did it, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just fine. <laughs> no, yeah, I had a few uh, LTs that used to do it, like, back in San Diego. And I was highly skeptical about it first, but I had a few boys who had, uh, like, like TBIs and stuff, and then it always I used to make fun of them like, "Hey, nice piercing, bro," and like, mm-hmm. but they said it worked and it would kind of help them out. So I'm just like, "Hey, you know, pressure points and uh, whatever it is that they're doing." Uh, yeah, I think it's, 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 it's the same thing for like right? cupping too. So it's like, well, it's the help. thing is, uh, so like the the idea behind it or the science behind it is, you have nerves in your ear. They go directly to your pain center in your brain, right? So pretty much what you do is you overload your pain center 
so they don't feel pain. I mean, you're still hurting, obviously. Like, yeah, pretty, you're, I'm pretty you're sure you're still pain, right? Yeah, you're still physically injured, but it kind of like masks the pain. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's like a tens unit. It's like a gate. It's a gate theory of pain. It distracts. Uh, yeah, from the, yeah, distracts yeah. you from the from the greater pain in which you're causing. Yeah, doesn't say it doesn't work. I'm just saying that's just what it does. It distracts you. Trust well, that, the science. That, yeah, that's what a, that's what it is. And I tell people, I'm like, hey, just because you're not feeling pain doesn't mean you're not injured. Yeah, just yeah. take it easy. Yeah. Hey. hey. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy, man. Take it easy, man. Take it easy, man. Get that cord out of my face. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like one of my favorite movies. Uh, either way, uh, yeah, yeah. M- most people, the minute like they don't feel pain, it's like, oh, bro, I'm sad. It's like, uh, actually, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're yeah, so put your pain on pause. <laughs> but uh, let's go back to the real issues and uh, fix your broken self. <laughs> exactly. So what's it like uh, transitioning out like now that uh, yeah so you've you know, gone through that that whole loop because I've recently transitioned myself from uh, an alpha to a sigma so uh, <laughs> but yeah it, it's been quite the the journey like even now and I can't imagine like a few years back like how much how yeah, different you know, that is. Uh, you know what I I try to tell I get a lot of, like I was mentioning before we went live is a. Uh, you know, I I was an LPO and I had a good relationship with a lot of junior guys because I was that guy who never got married. So I lived in the barracks. And um, so I was developed a relationship with everybody. And, it, you know, people have a plan, you know, oh, I'm going to get out and I'll, I'm going to go do this, go do that. But nobody really ever asked the guy, OK, but what is your plan? When does that start? When does that program start or when does that school or trade school or when's your job interview and when's the potential hire date like the the future questions you know people don't ask those kind of questions that people on their way out they just go oh cool you're gonna go to nursing school awesome that's great dude you're gonna do awesome and then move on to the next subject and it's like well you they should really people should really prepare themselves more by knowing what it takes to get into the programs they want to get into or the trade schools or you know whatever man and and this is the problem. I'm in, I'm in a bunch of group chats like we were talking about. And I feel the problem that a lot of people don't understand. And just like me, you know, they they signed up when they were 17, 18 years old, when you were just a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah you might have had a job at McDonald's or whatever beforehand, but you never really had an adult job, you know? Yeah. And they get out and they go to college for the BAH, whether it's just G- doing your GEs because you're going to figure it the fuck out, you know? And then there's that summer hits. And I don't know if you're using your GI Bill, or whatever. When the summer hits, you don't have your BAH. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot of vets, they're like, well, I need this money to pay rent, you know, or whatever your bills are. And that's that's not that's not uncommon. That's what you have to do. And what happens is I feel that a lot of vets get a temporary job for that summer or for the few months before school starts, whatever it is, whether it's the summer of their first year or they got out and they got out in October and school doesn't start till January. So they're working for a couple months. I feel like a lot of vets get a job and they don't realize that even if they were a shitty sailor or, uh, um, or, or mediocre that in a regular job that doesn't require a lot of skills to get into, because it's obviously you don't have a degree or whatever. You're just getting a quick job for the, for the meantime, mm. you're doing better than 90% of the other regular civilian employees there. Like, it's as simple as the, the the stereotypical shit. You show up on time, in the right clothes, 
and you do the bare minimum. You know what I mean? But like those yeah. things, when, the, when when my friends who got out, and I'm sure your friends too, you've probably seen it. They get out, they get this job to make ends meet. And then two, three months down the road, they're getting pay raises, they're getting promoted, and they're kind of stuck in this dead end job because money makes the world go round and they're not ever reaching their actual goals that they were going to do when they got out. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people get a job. All right, I'm going to start in the nursing program in January. And then they started working in June and they kept, oh, they got promoted. It's actually really good money. The BAH is actually less than this. So I need this money for now. I'll go back to school eventually. And they never do. And I feel like that's, that's a bad thing because if, if you have a certain goal and you, you know, you put in your time, whether you did four years, eight years, 20 years, you put in your time and you earned that benefit of the GI bill. And if you're going to utilize it for college or trade school, whatever your goal is, you just got to get out there and do it. And that's why I try to tell people when they get out is just do it, whatever your goal. I don't give a shit what your goal is, but just go do it and don't take time off. If you take time off, it's when you go down this rabbit hole and then you're going to look back as time goes by so fast. Dude. You're going to be like, man, if I, I got out five years ago and I never went to school. I never did or I never did what I said I was going to do. You know what I mean? And then now you're behind in plans. I don't know if that makes sense to you. You just got out no. or you got out recently. So how do, how do you feel with what I just said, you know? Yeah, no, it, it absolutely makes sense because even me that just kind of transitioned out and just uh, and I've talked about it before, like the TAPS program is absolute trash. You know what I mean? Some other people have had better luck. Uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, I was talking to uh, Mike. Uh, Y'all might know him as Flying Old Daddy, <laughs> funny enough. And like uh, he's like, yeah, like my uh, program wasn't too bad, blah, blah, blah. And just I'm like, and I made a post about it, talking about like there were some good things about it, like LinkedIn and certain sites and how to like kind of like upgrade your stuff and going through the VA. And that was only like, maybe one day and it's like a week-long course and yeah uh they the way it's run absolutely makes no sense and just like you said it's like they don't talk about these real things it's just like a a, a quick pat on the back it's like oh yeah man you're gonna do so good i believe in you bro like whatever plan it is you got going on you know hey good for you man and it's not like no have you signed up for these schools have you done these things have you lined up your time frames and how are you going to do all these things a be ready for interviews that was literally like my own i know it's anecdotal because it's my own personal experience but it's just like yeah like it was it wasn't exactly what i thought it was going to be uh which you know to each their own but yeah it most people don't have a plan or they you know they don't plan to do most things in the way or they get distracted like me for example uh i'm a perfect example that like i'm like i kind of admitted like i don't know what i'm gonna do (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, but even it's true to the fact that it's like if, if you were even decent as a sailor or military member or whatever, and you get out and you're doing those things, it people notice it right away. And funny enough, like it's literally happened to me. Uh even now where it's like, Oh yeah, you you're doing like really good more than most. And I'm just like, Bro, I'm just doing my job, but what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so odd. And like even other people have telling me like and I, I work with other veterans and they're uh, they're transitioning as well and they're and for them it's weird to stay in their own lane but I'm like bro you're staying in your lane stop tripping and it's so hard for them to kind of like understand that and it's just like bro like you're getting paid to actually do 
what's in your description. Nothing more, nothing less. And yeah, you can go above and beyond and then, you know, you get promoted or, you know, you do all this stuff, but it's like, keep track of whatever it is your goals are. So then that way you can move on to the bigger thing. And I'm trying to do the same, but I'm also kind of stuck in this in between of if I want to go to trade or I'm, I just, I just need to stop being a punk and just start like looking more heavily into this trades or uh, I really yeah. would rather go remote and just work from home and just chill to be quite honest. But so, uh, join, you know, join Border Patrol and shoot Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what, what I tell people too, though, is um, it's like, if you have no clue what to do and you'd say you're fortunate enough that you're going to go back to your parents' house, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay with your situation or whatever. Don't be a bum either. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You don't have to get a job, but like go to the JC and use your GI bill and you need to like set a goal to where you're going to figure it the fuck out in your first year. Cause no matter what, you know, your first year GEs isn't going to set you back in whatever, if you're going to get a degree, whatever degree path you're going. But if you yeah. don't start figuring out in your first year, your second year might actually set you back. You know what I mean? And then it, luckily enough with the job that I do now, I work a lot with the VA and I meet these BSOs, veteran service officers, and they do so much. And they're such a wasted resource. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what these guys do. I'm talking to me, he goes, Oh yeah, man, I do this, this, and this. And they like have connections all. I mean, I li- obviously I live in Southern California, so it's big areas, you know, Los Angeles and Long Beach. These are all big metropolitan areas but they're like oh yeah you you want to you're looking to apply here oh dude my friend's friend and because they're all networking Mm -hmm. and they literally that oh i know exactly what their interview questions are you know and x y and z and these are like resources that i know 100 underutilized like you know what i mean yeah Yeah. it's just i i don't know man i just feel like knowing what i know now that i got out and i had a really easy transition i got out in october or november and i started school in january so i had one month off where i was broke for a month you know, whatever. Yeah. And then the BAH started flowing and I'm fine, you know, but not a lot of people, not a lot of people have that smooth of a transition and know what I know now. I just, especially I, I was an LPO, you know, I was an HM1. I just feel bad for the people that I let just leave out the door. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, could, I could think of myself as I was, I was a good HM1. I wasn't like a shitty HM1, but I don't know. I mean, at least the way I see it now is I have a relationship with most of the sailors underneath me, like today, four years after I got out. So, so, to, so to me, that makes me feel like maybe I was a good HM1 because otherwise, why would I would never talk to the, a fucking leader that I hated years later? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So, so I feel like I was a good one and I let these guys just walk out the door without like knowing their plan, you know? And, yeah. I, and that, that's what I regret. And that's why I'm, you know, trying to use your platform, just let people know to figure it, just to know what your plan is because. There's no, there's nothing on the out, man. I got, I, I mean, we all know this, man. We all have Marine, Marine vets or even sailor vets who get out and they commit suicide or they do something fucking mm. crazy. You hear them in jail. I had a, one of my very first deployments. I had a Marine. Uh, I was actually one of um, the, the other, uh, the other LC admins, uh, Marine, but we're in the same company. One of his Marines shot at a cop and got his fucking face blown off. And it's like, because they, because they're just, they're just lost, dude. Like, cause they had yeah, no, yeah. Pen- it always goes back to this had no fucking plan you know yeah and that's something uh funny enough that lance and i were discussing on uh, one of the other podcasts was just like uh, as leaders there are things that like 
I mean, looking back now, it's like, I, I wish I could have done a little better. And it's like, uh, I have no excuse. You know what I mean? Like, although I was going through my own personal stuff, like through certain times, that was no excuse to let other dudes down that potentially can end up going down a lot of these routes. And, uh, and, and it's things like that, that even now I try to, you know, uh, like preach about and be like, Hey, like, you know, there are better things or better options. There's a lot of stuff you can do. There's better resources, you know what I mean? So then that way they can go through a lot of that stuff. And it's like going through the VA, going outside of the VA and like using all this stuff. And even if it's just like, like you said, going to a JC, going to a junior college somewhere. It's like, bro, like if you have your post 9-11, it'll at least put some money in your pocket and have some form of guidance. So even if you get your general heads out of the way, it's more than you were doing yesterday. And, even- and that's the thing is a lot of people, they don't even realize like we, I mean, you, we all were there in the barracks living paycheck to paycheck, you know, obviously you talk yeah. made it really about being broke, you know, but like, I mean, true, you're getting 700 bucks every two weeks. That's not a lot of money. You know what I mean? Especially when you have a car payment, phone payment. That money was out the yeah. window real fucking fast, you know? Yeah. But, all, I mean, but also, these guys get out. They're like, oh, I can't afford to live in, I'll just use Southern California as an example, to live in San Diego on this BAH. Well, yeah, you can. But you can't afford to do it with, like, an apartment on your own and live bougie and shit. Like, you have to go shack up with somebody. You got to find a room. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah the most ideal situation but you got to be able to it's pride that most people can't put it down and it's just like and you had a really good example of just like hey if you're living with your parents like there's no shame in that you know what i mean unless you're like yeah if it works for you and it financially works and they're letting you do it there's no shame in it you know yeah because it's like it's like my mom just telling me like like if you're gonna be living here you're either going to school you're working it's the only two options. So then, uh, I was crossing people illegally over the board. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was going to school and working full time, and then you know, eventually it was working full time, and then someone was like, "Hey, bro, we'll pay you to uh, paint rocks," and I said, "Cool." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like you can swallow your pride and be humble enough to kind of take that. And you should look at it as more as a blessing. You know what I mean? Cause most people don't have that. And some people that don't have that opportunity to go back home, to live with friends, to live with some family, you know, it, they just go down this darker road of like, man, I have nothing left. Nothing's going for me. Or they might end up sadly on like homeless row in LA. So it's like, it's, it's a perfect example of just like, Hey, sometimes, you know, people need to remember it's like, Hey, we all need help. And even in like the military, if you're coming in and you're not married, you're with a roommate, someone there with you to help you and to go through all these things together, not alone. Exactly. And yeah. most people kind of forget that that aspect of most of these things. It's just that like you're not alone. You're choosing to be alone. And, and that's the other thing that sometimes like we forget is like there's a known we have personal accountability and responsibility for our, our own actions. We don't want to ask for help, but you yeah. should, you know? Yeah. And I think you talk about accountability and shit. Like I think something that people always say, and you'll, you'll see this on Facebook all the fucking time. When a vet kills himself, you always be like, man, I wish I just reached out. I wish I reach out. You know, um, I'm in a million group chats and I keep up with them. I'm not just like a person who just spectates it and, 
you know, there's a hundred missed messages and I just open it just to clear the notification leave. Like I stay active in it mm-hmm. so I can know what's going on with my boys. Cause I don't want to have that guilt when one of my dudes does it to themselves. And it's like, I didn't have the accountability to reach out to people. Like, I hate when people are just like, I just wish I did. Well, why don't you just fucking do it? And and people are the most vulnerable when they first get out. I feel like yeah. those first three years, two to three years, is when white people are the most vulnerable. And and you know, it's just what it's just the culture. I mean, you join it. Most people join it as a kid out of high school, and that's all they know. You know what I mean? They're wound up tight to in our at least in our in our world in the infantry world to do a certain mission. And especially the guys who didn't even do them. I know we, a lot of people make fun of Mew babies or, or UDP babies or whatever. And they make, you know, pogue, pogue jokes about it. Yeah, but yeah. like, you think about it, you know, you did all your training, you wound up tight and you went to the Middle East. Now, whether you go to the Middle East and you fucking were dropping down doors and slaying bodies or not, you still felt like a sense of purpose, even if you went in general versus the people who got wound up tight for, you know, a 12 month workup to go to fucking Camp Hanson in Okinawa and never, <laughs> never do it. And, it. and it's like, you know, we make fun of them. We make, as seniors, you, you call them boots and shit, terminal boots and shit. But then if you think about it, man, they're wound up so fucking tight and they get out, of course they go fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they never got to express or, um, you know, utilize their training. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, tell, yeah, yeah. I, tell, I, no, I, people, I hear you. Like, yeah. You know, they were LARPing about. for so long that it's like, they, they thought they were going to be given that, that opportunity yeah, they that they were like chomping at the bit, but it just never came. And, and then, you know, to add to the personal accountability, we're also very guilty as like those who have gone overseas and, you know, up and out there, bro, up and out in the sand, like, you know, yeah. up and in the sandbox, like, we don't do good to t- take them in and yeah. like tell them like, Hey bro, it's not your fault. It's just time and place. And I try to always tell people, Hey bro, for me, uh, God's providence. Uh, I don't know. It just, it was time and place for me, bro. I was at the right place at the right time. And things just worked out in my favor or oh, they didn't work out in my favor. Depends and, how you look and, at and, it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I used to be very prideful and, be just like that and like hey if you didn't go and you had the opportunity you're trash bro you know what i mean like real stuck up and like big headed like whatever you want to call it and then as i kind of like matured a little bit more i was like bro it's like it's it was all ridiculous it's for nothing and then yeah when i when i met people see in school, it, yeah when i met people in school they're just like oh no i didn't do any of that man i was just the x-ray tech corner in open hour for five years i'm like that's cool bro and they'd be like well, yeah, but I didn't get to do what you. I was like, well, I don't give a shit. Like, and now that I've been out for four years, I don't give a fuck. We all did the same thing. It don't matter if you did it or not. You know, exactly. what I mean? when we started throwing some beers back and you want to start talking shit, I might call you a boot bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like in general, you know what I mean? I don't give a fuck that what you did or didn't do. As long as you, as, 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 as personally, as long as you, uh, you didn't get out of it on purpose. You know what I mean? If your yeah. number got called and you got out of it, then, then we got, then I got an issue with you. You know what I mean? I don't. Okay. Now, you know what I mean? Back then I would have. But I think just... even now to me it irrit- it irritates me if somebody's number got called and they specifically found a way out. I I mean, and maybe just cuz I look at it a lot more differently, you know what I mean, just with the whole military industrial complex and just Sure, sure. But sure. That, that that's a whole other conversation yeah. and, uh for another time and then Lance over there just picking boogers out of his nose. Just, <laughs> I feel like we've been just shutting like him out. Just, sick just as like, fuck. Just like his photo. <laughs> hey, I'm sick as fuck. All right, I I got 
I don't know if I got COVID. There's sure. something going around, dude. There's Ooh, something it's going a flu, around. dog. Throat chlamydia. I don't know. One of them. Well, he did. He doesn't get lazy. He didn't get chlamydia. That's for sure. Hey, Herpes is <laughs> for life, bro. I gave it to you. Uh, I got. I got something. But I'm sick as fuck right now. Hey, you know what helps? What? We're working out. Well, I was gonna go running this morning, but uh, I literally stood up from my bed, walked to the kitchen, walked back to my room. And I was out of breath, so I was like, "There's no way." <laughs> I, I, it's it's a man food blow, bro. It's bro, real. I I run like a seven minute mile. Like I believe you. I should I shouldn't be out of breath from walking to the kitchen. Hey, <laughs> the man flu is real. I don't care what anyone says. Like the minute man flu hits you, it's it, you're you're out for like a couple of days. It's confirmed. Bro, it's, been, it's been a week. Oof. I feel like dog shit this whole week. Uh, I'll light a candle for you, bro. Oh, dude, make a breadstick for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll do twenty-two push-ups. Hey, do do twenty-three push-ups today. Uh, one. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I just want to <laughs> I just want to talk about uh the requirements for separation from active duty. Oh, which is Article. 1520 of the P117. Right. Uh yeah, you're not getting promoted. What's... <laughs> I hope I hope whatever chief you're trying to press sees this, bro. Oh bro, I hate the fucking chief smiths. I hate the entire chief smiths and they hate me. Like the, the chief the, the chief smiths where I'm at don't fucking like me at all. Cause I always correct them on their bullshit and they don't like that. Based. So Dude. like like I'll tell them like hey you can't be doing that because it's against so and so instruction and they're like oh, fuck you it's your one I'm like all right whatever bro when I when I <laughs> when I first when I when I first was already separation package in and I was getting ready to get out it, I think what one unit was gone my unit was on post deployment leave I think but because I was getting out so quickly I didn't take leave. And they needed to fill the conference room with sailors from every battalion because the force master chief was there. Wait, right? which one? Lemons? No, no, no. After Lemons. Oh, I don't, I don't even know one. his name. It might have even been two after Lemons. But um, Lemons but anyway. was the last good one. But yeah. But anyway, I didn't give it. I yeah, I agree. I already was getting out. I already got a DUI. I was already, like, everyone was already mad at me. So I didn't even care. So when I went to this thing, he said, does anyone have any questions? And all these fucking boot thirds and HNs were like with their eyes wide open, like no mess, no force mess. And I was like, I got a question. And I, <laughs> and, I, and I went in for a second and he goes, oh, well, it hasn't been like it. Mu- that must be recent because that, that hasn't been like that. And I said, well, I've been in, in the blue diamond for six straight years. And he goes, well, there's no way you were here for six straight years. You have to go shore duty. And I was like, no, no, I've been here for six straight fucking years. I haven't gone to no shore duty. And then he was like, oh, and then, so then he ended the conversation and he talked to me after, are these really all the issues that are going on? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like, for sure, these are the issues. Like, and, and, and it's like, and and I was like, and I'm not being disrespectful, Master Chief, but I was like, a lot of these chiefs, like when, my, when I was, my first unit I went to, a lot of these chiefs were some salty thirds and seconds when they were back in division you know during Fallujah and and in the push and shit and yeah. you know remember what it was like to be a third at the line 
But now a lot of these chiefs, you know, six years later, were like pogues. And then they come to division to fucking check a box, check a check a box to make senior chief or some shit. And they don't know what it's like. And they're putting these impossible demands on people. And that's what's driving people to get the fuck out. Cause it was fun to be in. And they're making it fucking, you know, not fun. Yeah, I could see that because I, I had a few chiefs that were like that. Like they were all about like being for the boys, like standing out for them. Like, like have you, have were, you had a division yeah. chief? Like a division chief that was a division guy back in the day. Yes. And it's so different than a pogue chief. Like you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that it's, it's it's night and day. <clears throat> and you can see it. Or even then, like I had some uh he picked up senior after he left three seven. But uh he was a ship IDC. But he was like greenside. I, he was greenside one, two, but he had done a lot of ship stuff. But this dude was super solid and just he didn't take anything from anyone. It didn't matter who in the battalion it was. But yeah, like you can definitely tell that big of difference. And it's like, it makes your everyday work day so much different, dude. It does. And he would go to fight even the freaking BC himself. Like he's like, no, we're not doing that. Oh, they want to do what? Okay, I'll pull all the corpsmen from the line companies and the minute these gunnies and the first sergeant start stop being idiots they can come to my office personally and request corpsmen for their field ops if not no one can go to the field without corpsmen and they can't go without you guys so let me know if they keep them up and tell them hey chief said that if you want us for the field you have to personally request and if he denies it you guys can't go to the field so if they keep up their dumb stuff that's what we're gonna do and i was like bet <laughs> And uh, it, when you have chiefs like that, that are like are supposed to do what they're supposed to do, it, it makes life so much easier for Corman and, and Granted, you know, it's also like a bit of a pissing contest. Yeah, but it's, it's who's going to give up first is all that it comes down to, you know. But the BAS that, that actually happened. Power. <laughs> that, that happened really recent, actually, with uh, three four, and it didn't work out for them. Wait, <laughs> but, for the BAS or for the? Well, it don't work out for everybody because they were just being petty the entire time. And the chief of 3-4 used to be my core school instructor. And I respected him a lot, or I still do. But it just kind of, like, fucked up the whole uh, medical readiness and everything. So, I mean, he eventually retired, but... It was uh high like stress for other people. Yeah, it, it it's hard to kind of like stand your ground, especially when you're in such volatile state where like you know it, like things can go awry if you know everyone does stand their ground, but then the other side is not gonna, Marines are not gonna give. They're just as dumb and hard headed as we are. Uh. <laughs> so i i definitely understand that that predicament but yeah like it's it, it's hard yeah do you want to you uh talk about requirements for separation oh yeah yeah like you were saying yeah the, <laughs> uh you were going real official and then oh, me tired. being the instigator that uh sadly i tend to be sometimes you know i'll be, I'll be super quick about this because i do this literally every day all right, requirements for separation are, according to the P-117, are tornado 7, tornado 8. Mm-hmm. 
that's pretty much it and uh <laughs> probably <laughs> probably like a like a hep c questionnaire obviously yeah. HIV, hiv lab is required isn't dental too they don't give a fuck about dental bro bro they would not let me get out without dental brother <laughs> like you, you you'll get a dental signature sure yeah but dental was not gonna keep you in like one of the only things that's keep you in is if you have uh HIV or cancer. Like if you have HIV, you can still get out with a care plan. Yeah. Cancer with a care plan, you'll be able to get out depending on what stage you're in. But that's pretty much the only things that are gonna keep you in. Yeah, so if you're uh Magic Johnson, you can stay in. Cool. Uh, <laughs> oh no! If you're Magic Johnson, you can still get out. You oh damn! To, you just have to inject money into your veins. That's uh, about a hundred k, if <laughs> I remember correctly. And the, 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 the you can start doing your uh, separation physicals six months before you get out, which you should, right? And there's like a misconception somehow for some reason. I don't know. People people keep saying like, oh, yeah, once I do my final physical, I can't do PT. I can't do hikes. I can't go to the field. That's not fucking true at all. You can still go to the field. You can still do everything. Don't let them know, bro. Yeah, why are you, why are you outing everybody right now, dude? Well, because I deal with this every fucking you're gonna, day. You're going to make people want to turn their SIP gear in eight months out now. Bro, there are first sergeants are well, they're not to be honest, they're not listening to this. But if they were, <laughs> they would be creaming their pants right now. Like, oh, the doc just admit that uh he can, even go, after stand that, he, he can go stand ammo watch for the three days. Uh, well, uh, I'm just trying to be honest with people. I can respect that. Uh, once you do your final physical, that doesn't mean shit. You still getting paid, you can still go to the field, you still do the everything. But you, you should still be like, try to be a good dude and be like, "Hey, I know you're yeah, getting down." Yeah. yeah, like. So yeah, yeah. You know, one one last thing I'll say before I got a dip is, um, corpsman specific or medical field people specific on their way out the door, they they really got to you really got to get your medical shit together because we're the worst because we don't go to medical and then when you're trying to get shit seen or whatever when you get out they're like, "Oh, that's not service related." Well, it's like, well, yeah, but I, I was a medic, bro. So I was, I was doing barracks medicine. You know what I mean? My other corner buddy that helped me out with X, Y, and Z, or, or even on deployment, you know, docs just like, yeah, yeah, go get that out of the, I got out of the fucking, uh, out of the storage or whatever. So it's like, we're the worst when it comes to it. But if you're getting out, nobody gives a shit when you get out. Like none of you, none of the people you serve with are going to be there to, to fix your back for you that you fucking self treated for five years. You know what I mean? We're the worst. Yeah, can't confirm. I will, say, I will say this if you're in the medical field i know i worked in the er i've been with the infantry for majority of my career just go get seen for your back like just get like a track record of your back pain knee pain all that shit and like any self-respecting idc will probably like understand what's happening and be like all right bro like i'm gonna get you an mri i'm gonna get you x-rays and just document shit. It sounds kind of fucking gay. Be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna document stuff, but you really should. Yeah, like most most of y'all deserve it. You know what I mean? And like we again, going back to the pride thing, it's like we, we think that you know, 
It's like, no, man, I can't be doing that. That's weak, bro. It's like, nah, fam, like, go get yourself seen, brother. Like, because <laughs> once you get out, like Hollywood was saying, it's like, dude, like, no one cares. Like, legit. And that's the sad part, even though most of us understand and we know and we comprehend all these things. Whoever is working at the VA or doing all this stuff, they're going to they're going to be non-sympathetic about most of these things because it's like, hey, where's the proof? And then you're leaving it up to chance at that point. You know what I mean? So. Get seen. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes, get seen. Don't, uh, don't make shit up. Obviously, but yeah. Oh my god, dude, that's probably if like... it, <laughs> that's probably one of, one of the most annoying shits that I've seen is like people making shit up. Cause you could tell, like I, I can tell when, when you're making shit up. You know what I mean? Yeah. People come in. And it's like, oh, my arm hurts. It's like, okay. And then you realize we do these exams on you for a reason, right? And like the big, oh no, mom doesn't hurt at all. It's like, okay, so you're just making this whole thing up. Interesting. Like, <laughs> like, oh, okay. So they gotta, people also gotta realize if you make shit up, we're gonna write that shit down that you're making it up. And I'm speaking from a provider's point of view. Oh, like, yeah. I'll write down, he states, blah, blah, blah. However, on exam, you know. Normal reactions, full range of motion, yeah. Full range of motion, full strength, neurovascular intact. Like, nothing. No reproducible pain. So, like, you can't make shit up. Just, if if you're actually hurting, come in, get seen. Get that shit documented, but don't make shit up. Yeah, because we're gonna know. <laughs> and if not, then it's like I've. Uh, what was the name of that that group that they were doing something like? I was like veterans vets helping to vets or something like yeah, that. Yeah, vets helping veterans or something like that. And like, like I, I try not to be as judgmental as this is gonna sound, but it's like it was obvious that the group was meant for exploiting the system you know what i mean Which, yeah yeah i know exactly what group you're talking about on facebook uh i got kicked yeah. i i got a i got kicked out from there on uh, <laughs> a few accounts but yeah that was like one of those things where it's like most of them didn't rate it 100 percent. maybe some of them did you know who knows but uh, they were like flaunting it in, in this like just disgusting manner of just it it and, and you can tell it's just like, bro, I'm pretty sure you did like three years, nothing happened, and you're here now with 100%. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not knocking anyone who does rate it and have that time frame, but yeah, definitely not. I, I think the 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 reason why that group to me is so like disgusting is like people that actually rate it are having to wait, you know, months to get an appointment because mm-hmm. of people like this. Because people kind of like lie about their shit, you know? Yeah. And that's obviously this obviously an issue because this is like overburdening the VA system, which is already kind of shitty as it is, you know. For real. <laughs> and all these people 
just trying to, you know, get a higher rating or whatever, and then overburdening the 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 system. Yeah, and it, that 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 part's already been kind of proven how bad like the system is, and then you, you have people like that who know and understand how the ins and outs, and then you have these Facebook groups that continually push all these things, and it's just like it just makes it harder for dudes that deserve a higher rating and yet they they don't get it and then dudes that transition out and then they go through a lot of these taps classes or they go through these transition classes and then if you have like someone who's like good in that class like that's another thing too that i can give praise to i can't remember the name of the guy anyways but uh People who had questions on the VA, he, I mean, it's good and bad, I guess. He was giving us like points on what will get you the highest rating, which was kind of cool. But then it was also kind of like, bro, like you're kind of putting like something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's just, it, 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 it's, it's a double edged sword of just like, okay, yeah. Was one of them, uh, erectile dysfunction? Yeah, yeah. All right. So erectile dysfunction, me as a provider, if you come up to me and say, I have erectile dysfunction, right? That like raises up some flags, right? So it's like, is a is it a heart condition? Is it a uh, spine? Diabetes, right? Yeah. So diabetes is one of the leading causes of erectile dysfunction. Uh, heart conditions, like hypertension is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like spine injury is like yep. probably one of the, the the least amount of them, right? Most of them are psychological, like real, true erectile dysfunctions are psychological, like mm-hmm. history of abuse, uh, stuff like that. So it's like, whenever you come up and you're like, oh, I have an ED, and it's like, okay. Are you sure you have ED? And they're like, Yeah, I can't get an erection. And I'm like, All right, how many times a week do you masturbate? And they're like, Oh, about 10 times. And it's like, Okay, you don't have ED because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that shit works. You know what I mean? Like, and like, Oh, no, it, it, it only doesn't work when I'm around women. I'm like, Okay, are you gay or not? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's that, like, <laughs> hey, that's a that's a legitimate valid question. Ironically, I've, I've asked those questions before. I'm like, hey, are you sure you're attracted to women? And they're like, oh yeah, I ain't fucking gay. And it's like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course. And I'm like, okay, cool, man. Like, if you want to go through these tests, just know I can disprove your ED through through lab tests, probably. Yeah, uh, just based off your answers right now, and there's like, uh, oh, never mind, <laughs> and like, and 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 I don't I don't try to talk people out of it, obviously, but if somebody has ED, like true ED, I want to like get to the bottom of it because that's just who I am. Yeah, I'm you like, want to hey, like, like actually help these people out. Yeah, yeah like yeah, like I want to give you an answer because i hate not giving people answers you know what i mean and yeah because like i said diabetes is like number one cause of like erectile dysfunction 
because it, it causes, you know, uh, not enough circulation, like blood circulation to, you know, your fucking extremities. Peen. Yeah. Yeah. Your peen or whatever. So hypertension, diabetes is like leading causes of it. And then like the third leading cause is psychological, which is like you're not into the woman. You're mm-hmm. not either you're like abused or you're kind of scared. So yeah, emotional, like, psychological trauma yeah, and just yeah. yeah, stress. Yeah, yeah. I I've I've had a few cases actually like uh, it's just stress induced uh performance, uh erectile dysfunction, so to speak. So yeah, like kind of going back to a final physical or whatever if you bring that shit up like don't lie about it you know what i mean because we're gonna prove you either right or we're gonna prove you wrong yeah. and nine times out of ten we're gonna prove you wrong so and, and we're not doing it uh, to be on mean purpose or on spite is just we're trying to get to the bottom of it like if i could give everybody 100 percent, i would However, me as a provider, like, I'm not going to, like, go out of my way to hook you up or go out of my way to fuck you over, you know? I'm just, yeah, because then uh, it works both ways because then, then it's, like, if you try to hook people up, word gets out, and if word gets out, that's on you. But then if you're doing the right thing, then – if they're just trying to get a percentage, which whatever to each their own, you know what I mean? But if they actually have a real problem, you want to help them. So it's like, you want to help them, but if you try to like hook them up or it gets out, it's all on you regardless. And you as that corpsman helping them. So it's like, okay, who is the dude who helped them out? Okay. It was freaking, schmuckatelli or no it was freaking lopez or the many sanchez's or whatever you know what i mean and then <laughs> but yeah yeah it, it's... you just said my last name bro oh oops <laughs> i know i i just dox myself uh <laughs> they're like a rock and like 13 sanchez's in like first marine division bro for real but yeah like kind of going back to it it's like don't lie about it. If you're there, if you're hurting or whatever, go get seen. But just don't lie about it. Yeah, just like be honest about your pains. You know what I mean. And I know most people want to get that one hundred that hundo, and be able to stay at home and do whatever you want. <clears throat> uh, not me. Uh, but. <laughs> you know what I mean. Depending on the time frame of how long you've been in it. it it adds up, you know what I mean? But just setting yourself up the correct way and being able to kind of sleep at night, knowing that you're not lying about stuff, I guess that for me has just been like one of the biggest things. And I've, I've tried, you know, to be an advocate of like, to be as honest as possible, you know, without completely doxing myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, but most of those things, yeah, when it comes to stuff like that, it's just like it's easy. It's very easy to disprove or prove certain things within the medical field. Or you just spread misinformation about it, whichever works best. <laughs> I think the, the one thing that I would 
kind of add to the to the whole final physical shit is if you can't get into uh your Oscar team or mental health or whatever, you can go on psychology today or psychologytoday.com and Tricare covers it. You get seen by a local provider, like a psychologist or a psychiatrist or whatever. All you have to do is request the medical records like a week or two after you get seen. And then yeah. you get that, you can add that shit into your medical record. And, and like, these are civilian psychologists and psychologists mm-hmm. or psychiatrists and psychologists. And you get seen by them. You can just request the records and then you can add them into your like medical record. So you could do that. In, in I, case you can't get into the, like the Oscar team or whatever. Another thing that I've heard from like a psych tech, uh, if I remember correctly, is that you can use military one source and they can refer you out in town and you get up to 12 appointments for like a psych for one psych issue. So if you have a new psych issue and you're about to hit your 12 appointment that would be the prime time to be like oh actually i also kind of have this thing which is technically a new issue which would then be 12 other appointments so i haven't checked out that source in a while but that's something i heard from a few uh, homies that were in both army and navy side actually funny enough uh so if anyone yeah. wants to fact check me on that, please do so. Uh, I'll try to Google that and figure if that's still kind of like within that. Because I heard that like about like like two years ago, so I got to see how much water that holds as well. So it it should still be good, but yeah, I can't yeah. come from that either. So I don't know. I I would say this: the mental health system in the military is like overburdened right now yeah it, it is up here where i'm at and i'm sure it is in other places well yeah because so, even then no one wants to go become uh mental health techs you know what i mean they're giving like fat bonuses for mental health techs right now actually fun enough or phds behavioral health techs oh, my bad uh <laughs> so if you actually want to do things for an altruistic out of the goodness of your heart, you can go become a PhD and then the bonus of it, you get some extra money thrown your way. So there's always that, but if not, then it's always open, but just most people don't want to go because it's depending on where you get stationed, I guess that there's a burden of helping others or just you get, kind of burned out in those kind of systems sometimes so yeah yeah i think definitely mental health they get burned out really quick because these people are dealing with their own problems too you know <laughs> oh, and sure. i know this and i know it's just because of this position i've been recently at uh like our behavioral health techs they they get burned out as well which yeah. is surprise surprise you know what <laughs> <laughs> dealing with your problems and dealing with people's problems 
I uh I don't know, bring you out at some point. Hey, they weren't down with a OPP, you know, other people's <laughs> problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> but yeah, man, I th- I think definitely take care of yourself. Yeah. Pe- people that are military, you, you should take care of yourself, take care of each other. And then For- the Navy or the Marine Corps, like they, they come or whatever third, branch. They they yeah. come third, fourth, fifth. Honestly, I would never put these fucking people or the institution before me. Yeah. You should I, always uh like fuck What me. can you get out of it? Because yeah. they're they're gonna take their pound of flesh. And I like I always heard the saying and like I wish you know I would have done better and listened to my own words of advice too. It's like they're gonna take their own pound of flesh. Yeah. Make the best of it. And get the best out of it for you, so that way you're not left empty-handed. And even Luis Fonseca said something similar to that as well. That a junior corpsman kind of slapped him technically with like a gold with a, a white glove. You know, you know what I mean. And he was like trying to tell him, like, hey, yeah, man, whatever advice you need, let me know." And that dude was like, "Uh, bro, what advice can you give me?" It's like do you have a degree have you gone to school it's like do you like do like bitcoin trading and all this other stuff and luis was like yeah you're right like i it's like the goals that you have are not the ones that i have and just you know i could point you to someone who can help you in that way so it's also kind of knowing what you're doing and how you can kind of help others in that way. And it's a matter of self-reflection. Just like, okay, what do I really want? And how can I get these things? Or how can I help others push them into this right direction? It's like me. I'm I'm dumb. And uh, I wish I would have done a little better. But it's like now I can kind of use that and be like, hey, use me as an example of what not to do. <laughs> so then you can take care of yourself and do a lot of these things and get taken care of. Yeah. So once, uh, I, once I left my unit, the last thing that I told them was, "Don't compromise your mental health on behalf of the Navy." That's all I said. And yeah. it, like, it's true, you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't. The Navy's gonna be here way after you are. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fucking. Oh, crazy over it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Anon from the board of Corman. I don't know if you remember those dudes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I might have worked with them personally, but one day he told me, he was like, hey, bro. He's like, why are you staying here late? Go home. He's like, bro, I got all this work. He's like, it's going to be there tomorrow morning. It's not going anywhere. It's like, why are you tripping? Oh, because, no, he's like, why are you tripping? He's going to be here tomorrow. The Navy's going to be here tomorrow. At some point in time, some asshole's going to come take your place. And then he's going to be tripping about this stuff. But it doesn't matter. You and me are nothing but a number, bro. You take care of yourself. This work will be here tomorrow. We'll deal with it tomorrow. Yep. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he's like, if you don't get out, I'm going to beat your ass. And he's he's a big dude, so I'm like. All right, bro, you're right. He's like, take off your uniform, change into your regular clothes, leave work at work, and home is at home. 
Hey, that's why I leave. Uh, that's why I go home at eleven every day. Hey, more power to you, bro. I wish I could, but I'm a dirty civilian now, so I got that going for me, which is nice. Bro, I work from eight thirty to eleven. I'll straight up punch you right now if you don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll stay for like an hour or two to like write notes or type up notes and finish yeah. notes, but. I don't know. For me, it gives me a different perspective of kind of seeing the the outer side and just seeing how different civilians work. Not in a in a bad way, but it just it's definitely changed my perspective and things that I need to change about myself to kind of like realize certain things because the, the military is not normal life, and people and a lot of us forget that. And the military is not real life. It's not, way. and like civilian life is so slow. It's really slow, actually. Yeah. Slower than the military, ironically enough. It's, yeah, it's slower. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. It, oh, I don't know about that. The no. military is super slow. Or, I, like, the, the, job that I'm ru- the job that I'm ruined now. Yeah. Well, it's I, both ends. I, you know I, mean? I literally don't do shit. I, I see, like, maybe two or three patients a day. I Like, I don't do anything. Oh, I see patients all day, baby. But it's annoying as fuck. Yeah. Because I, I want to see, well, I'm used to seeing 15, 16 patients a day. And then now I only see two patients a day with this new job that I got. Bro, I and wish. It's fucking annoying. And I hate it. <laughs> but I, I get to come home and uh, work out for like two or three hours. So it's whatever. I wish, dude. I, I'm like, I'm like wage slaving out here right now for now but it's like uh we'll see how things kind of play out but i'm i'm getting to see things in a different light which is good you know what i mean so but i got some other stuff kind of lined up and things turn out right you know i'll be at home memeing full time so we'll see we should make a uh a uh what's it called patreon Hey, donate to the DD fund and uh, help me stay at home. No, a oh. uh, <laughs> a combined like T-shirt. Oh, like combined T-shirt because I've I've been meaning to make T-shirts again. Yeah, yeah. But we'll do uh, I'm just like busy a, with work and busy. A DDLC with life. uh collaboration. Like a, yeah, yeah, like a limited edition, only like twenty shirts. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna sell for a grand each, like <laughs> no, like twenty shirts, highest bidder. <laughs> Ooh, that would be spicy. Or you know what I've debated to doing and is like... and and the the profits go to me, Israel. <laughs> <laughs> Ukraine, brother. Uh, Ukraine and Israel. What's the difference? Uh, but <laughs> I mean, we could still do like a collab. Oh, I'm we can do a that. collab. I think. I think if, if we can fundraise some money to for uh, a good if we if we if we fundraise, we should do something definitely not for Ukraine or Israel. For like something for something else, like for Kanye's lawyers, Kanye's lawyers, or you know, uh, 
I don't know. No, well, there's some good organizations that are around that uh, have been helping out a lot of veterans that I've kind of kind of been looking at as well. And uh, maybe that's another thing that we kind of need is to be, you know, I, I try to donate whatever as much as I can to local organizations that help out Corman or to like uh, medics and stuff like that. Or even for me personally, just because of my own, you know, religious kind of background, I, I try to donate to give my, my own back, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, we can definitely find some organizations and stuff that we can kind of help out. I was talking to a few other homies to, to work on something like that. So if you guys know some good organizations besides Hunter Seven, now that not that they don't do good work, that's not what I'm saying. You know what I mean? But if there are other ones that you know need more light, then we should so, definitely kind of bring that. Uh, yeah, Hunter Seven Plus, like Hunter yeah. Seven for sure. Yeah, yeah. and like, other people as well. And maybe oh, yeah. what I might do is maybe use some of my old camis. And if people want to do a bidding, I don't know who would bid for my old, like, sweaty, nasty camis. Uh, I have a lot of I have a lot of them, too. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, bro, DDLC. It, it, smells, it, smells like, like, it smells like beans and shit. <laughs> it would be funny, though, to kind of see, like, either way. If it's y'all, if y'all, would, if y'all want to bid on a, on a DDLC collab shirt let us know if you want to bid on our 30 silkies let us know oh dude if you want to bid on like win that bid yeah on like but would we have to give up old uniforms or new uniforms it had to be new just so that way like people can still kind of wear them i guess that would be weird also wait that new would i name tapes on them no hell no I'm gonna take off my name tapes, brother. Maybe oh, like all, all, all my all my uniforms are fucked up. They're all ripped. I'll put like maybe my NSUs up, or like the old school whites. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, I'm not that old. <laughs> there you are. I didn't have uh, the old school whites. <laughs> Wait, no, which, no, no, which, no, which old no, school no. whites? Bro, the, the ones without the piping. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have like a ton of those. I think I threw them away. But I'll, I'll look for him. <laughs> <laughs> so if you'd be interested to the uh, in doing that, uh, yo, blow up the DM. I mean, head up the DMs and uh, yee. So that way we can. Uh, and if you know good organizations as well, please feel free to hit us up. So that way we can kind of put that out. And uh, any last bits of word of advice, even though we've kind of I think we've kind of hit everything. Uh, you go first. Uh, get seen if you're still in, and if you're out, don't let your pride get the best of you. You know what I mean? Like, th- don't think that you know you're good enough to call or reach or get help or whatever. Like, we're we can all push through it, and we can push past our own pride and ask for help when these situations arise. So don't let them reach that point. You know, there's a lot of resources, friends, family, uh, churches, believe it or not, uh, and a lot of support groups. So if you feel like you're struggling, like, don't just quit. You know what I mean? Reach out to someone, literally anyone. You? Well, uh, 
I just have a quote by Marcus Aurelius. Okay. Saying there is no evil in things changing, just as there is no good and persistent in a new state. Meaning, it's not good or bad. Just, just do you. <laughs> hey, there you go. So make sure you guys uh follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, MySpace, and uh, check out the merch store, and then. Whenever we drop this uh, this new shirt collaboration and uh, this fundraiser and selling off our old stinky clothes, make sure you guys uh, keep an eye out for that. And we'll catch you guys in the next one.